1: In some of our conversations here on Chicago's Legal Latte we have um we've discussed situations where individuals can be held personally liable for corporate actions. Um this has certainly come up when we've discussed different corporate structures and uh, received guidance on how to protect personal assets from from business claims. Uh today uh we'll venture into another similar area. Hi everybody, Jim Mitchell here and um we're we're going to review a scenario that can create significant risk for individuals if if not handled properly. Joining me to discuss how the IRS can hold someone personally liable for unpa- unpaid employment taxes is uh, Lavelle Law Attorney Joshua Nesser. We haven't had a chance to talk with uh, Joshua in a while, so glad to have him back with us, and uh, we'll get started right away. Joshua, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jim?
1: Good. Very good. Thanks. So as we ease into the topic, um, and before we start drilling down a little bit, can you just give us that very high, you know, 10,000-foot view on on corporate tax liabilities as it as it relates to employment taxes? What, what should the responsible business owner be doing?
0: Yeah, so it's a fairly complicated system compared to income taxes because most people know with income taxes it's kind of an annual filing. Um, either you have withholding or you pay a couple times throughout the year, get to the end of the year, file a return, everything up and you're good to go. With employment taxes, uh, there's quarterly filings for most employers. And with each payroll you make, assuming you meet their threshold um, payroll amounts, you have to make a deposit towards your quarter end liability amount. And then similar to income taxes, you file that return at the end of the quarter and you kind of square up what you've paid in throughout the quarter compared to what you owe. Um, That's kind of in a nutshell, but it obviously can get more complicated than that. So it's always good to have somebody on your team or even get an outside provider and they can help you make sure you're doing the right things when it comes to payroll taxes.
1: Okay. And today we're going to talk about consequences of of not doing the right thing. So let's start with um, what the IRS refers to as the trust fund recovery penalty. How, How does that start to come into play if taxes aren't being handled properly?
0: So if a, if a company does not pay its employment taxes, meaning it gets to the end of the quarter, files its return, there is an unpaid balance, and that balance stays unpaid for an extended period of time, the IRS will then use this trust fund recovery penalty as one of their collection tools. And they call it a penalty, but really what it is is the, the IRS will, will take a portion of the tax due and they will figure out who within the company was responsible for making sure that tax was paid, and they will hold them personally responsible for that amount. So a portion of what the company owes will then also become owed by that person or those individuals who are held responsible for the trust fund recovery penalty. Well, now,
1: and without, this may be one of the things that gets way too complicated, but can you give us a quick view, or is it just not even worth digging into how the IRS determines who that responsible person is?
0: Yeah. um, Generally speaking, normally if it's a small business, it's going to be the president, the business owner, whoever's kind of controlling the day-to-day operations. But it doesn't have to be um, an owner. It doesn't necessarily have to even be an employee. What the IRS is going to look at is two criteria. They're going to figure out who within the company was responsible for making sure that taxes were paid on time and who actually had the authority to control the payment of taxes. So if you meet both of those requirements, or I guess fulfill both of those criteria, and taxes go unpaid, you can be held personally responsible for the trust fund recovery penalty. If you only meet one of the requirements or none, technically the IRS should not come after you. You should not be held responsible because at the end of the day, you did not have responsibility for that. You didn't have authority to make sure taxes were paid. But if you did have responsibility and authority and taxes still went unpaid, this is something you've got to look out for.
1: Now, I know when we talk about other forms of penalties with the IRS, uh, frequently we're told that there's you know certain calculations that are followed to determine a penalty. Um, is, is it the same in this case? You you'd mentioned a, lo- a little bit earlier, so do they say, all right, if this much is owed, here's how we calculate what the penalty is going to be?
0: It's actually different than an oral penalty because, uh, as I kind of said before, it's it's not really a penalty. It's just called a penalty. So people with, familiar with employment taxes kind of know – that when employment taxes are paid, there's a portion withheld from the employee's wages, and there is a portion that comes directly out of the employer's pocket. The IRS says that, and this is kind of where the name comes from, when the employer takes that amount from the employee's wages, the employee, the employer is holding it in trust before it pays it over to the IRS. Um, that is the amount that when it's not paid, the IRS can hold somebody personally responsible for it. The employee portion of the employment taxes. So that's it's the trust fund recovery penalty because those amounts that are held in trust are not being paid over. And the person who the IRS determines was responsible for not paying that over then becomes personally responsible for paying those amounts to the IRS. So it doesn't include the employer portion of the taxes, and it does not include corporate level penalties or interest, just that employee portion of the taxes.
1: Now, does this become a factor for, you know, a, a one-time payment, or is the IRS really looking for a sustained pattern of, of failure to pay over time?
0: If there's one payment or a couple payments, and the amount at issue is not very large, usually it won't get to the point where the IRS is going to look and hold somebody personally responsible for that. But, of course, as the problem becomes more consistent, as the dollar amounts become larger, and as liabilities stay unpaid longer, this is one tool they will use but if there's just a mispayment and you can get it fixed fairly quickly you won't have to worry about this it's it's for the more egregious type actions we're um we're talking with attorney
1: Joshua Nesser of Lavelle Law um he's been nice enough to make some time to to join us on the podcast today and we're talking about trust fund tax liabilities um Joshua is very well-versed in, in matters of taxation, and we're going to talk about some of his experiences in this area in just a minute. Um, handles a lot of similar issues in, in his practice at Lavelle Law. You can share his insights through uh, periodic articles he posts uh, that can be found at LavelleLaw.com. Um, you can reach out to the firm via email or or uh, by phone and uh, stay connected to Josh through uh, LinkedIn as well. Um, we've got a number of his past podcasts, stored here on, on Blog Talk Radio as well. Um so let let's talk about uh, what you have seen, you know, in, in your work, Joshua, as you handle clients, you know, they obviously are concerned about this. Someone wants to dispute the IRS, how do they go about it? Where do they start?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And it's worth noting that um the irs when they go in and they try to determine who's going to be held responsible who they're going to assess this penalty against they're casting the largest net possible because obviously they want to put as many people as possible on the hook for these taxes because it increases their likelihood of getting paid so it's kind of up to the individuals to to make sure their rights are being protected and if they should not be held responsible they're pushing back to the irs and saying they should not be held responsible and the IRS goes through kind of an investigation procedure at first where they'll request documents from the company. They'll get bank records and things like that to see who's who's signing things, who's making corporate decisions. And then they will send you a letter if you're being held responsible um, that basically says they want to interview you. And then the next letter will say, we are holding you responsible and you have 60 days to respond and tell us why you should not be held responsible. And you really got to hit that deadline because if you miss it, um, it, it's kind of it's a done deal at that point then a couple weeks later or a month later, you're going to get a bill for the the taxes you're being assessed. Um, So it's important when this procedure starts, before you get a letter saying you're being held responsible, as soon as you know that the company owes employment taxes and you think you might be in a position where this is an issue, you should get an attorney involved because it's important, like I said, to protect your rights, to meet these deadlines, and to state your case to the IRS in a way that addresses their criteria, that shows the IRS you are not one of these people that was responsible for paying the taxes, you didn't have the authority for making sure taxes were paid, and for those reasons you should not be held responsible. It's really important to get ahead of the game rather than waiting until you owe money to the IRS and then trying to go back in and fix it. It's just a yeah. much more uphill battle and a much more drawn-out process.
1: What, what about one of the worst-case scenarios where, in fact, there there may be liability or for whatever reason you, you can't you can't beat the IRS
0: at it, and there isn't enough money to make the payments, what what happens then? Yeah, and that happens a lot. Obviously, if it's a one- or two-person business, there might not be a whole lot of, of ground for disputing that you weren't responsible for getting the taxes paid. Um, in that case, it, it turns into, just like any other tax liability, you have kind of the same options. One, the company can get into a payment plan. If the business is still operating, it can pay the taxes in full and then, the business payment of the taxes would f- fulfill your responsibility. A lot of times when a business is in this kind of trouble, uh, the business will no longer be operating and then it's up to the inv- individual to get the taxes worked out. And then you have kind of your st- two standard options of getting into a payment plan and paying it over time um, or going through the offer and compromise process where you pay less than the full amount and, and satisfy the liability. But that's that's not as easy as a lot of people make it out to be, and it's a difficult process. And not all people are eligible for an offer. So a lot of times, it's either pay in full, get into a payment plan, and pay them over time, and get the IRS off of your back.
1: One of the things you didn't mention there, and and I think in past discussions we've noticed noted that it can't be used to avoid all debt obligations, and that's bankruptcy. Is is, is that not an option here?
0: Correct. Good point. Um, income taxes once you. Meet certain requirements can be discharged in bankruptcy. Um, trust fund taxes can never be discharged in bankruptcy. No matter how long it's been since the taxes became due, no matter what steps you've taken to try to resolve them, they're never going to go away in bankruptcy. So it's important for everyone to know that is not an option for resolving trust fund taxes.
1: And, and talk about enforcement. Um, you know, w- once there's a, a judgment and the IRS is looking to collect. You don't produce. What what can they do? How do they come after uh, the taxpayer?
0: They kind of go back to their, their same old bag of tricks. Um, they will file a tax lien against you, which is a public record saying these taxes erode, which is going to mess up your credit. It's going to make it difficult to sell a home or sell or buy assets, whatever you're doing. Um, and if that doesn't get you to the point where you're paying your taxes, they will come into your bank accounts and, and levy your 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 whatever you have in the bank, they will garnish your wages. And I mean, worst case scenario, they can even start seizing your assets and go into court and get a judgment against you and enforce that judgment. So all those things you always hear about the IRS being able to do when you don't pay, that applies to the trust fund recovery penalty as well. And and the IRS definitely will use those methods to get paid.
1: And and I think you, uh, well, I know you you mentioned a little bit earlier something I I wanted to get to here as I read through the notes on this, because it does seem to be a uh, you know, a very severe situation. And so first hint of any of this happening, um, that first contact, uh, don't try and go this alone. Let's get a tax attorney started and, and you know, use, use their expertise
0: in working with the IRS. Definitely. As soon as you know that there's any kind of issue with a company paying its employment taxes, it's great to get an attorney involved. The goal is to get this resolved at the corporate level before these personal liabilities even come into play. Um, because obviously at the end of the day, you want to keep the IRS off your back. You don't want your personal assets, assets exposed. So the first sign of trouble, get an attorney involved. Maybe it will be a lot cleaner process that way. You're going to save money in the long run because hopefully you can avoid the penalties and interest that the IRS assesses. And again, just, just keeping yourself protected. The IRS is not, not somebody you want knocking on your door
1: and i'm gonna I'm gonna throw one more at you here before I let you go, and this again, this could turn in probably a whole other discussion, but just maybe give me sort of a a yes or no on this one, but um I know a lot of larger companies probably use payroll services outside services that you rely on to handle all this for you, and, and they're the ones actually i think uh you know doing the forms and collecting is is the fact that you use an outside service a defensible position in this, or are you still responsible as the as the corporate entity?
0: At the end of the day, you are responsible for making sure your own taxes are paid uh, or your own company's taxes are paid. You can always try to use that as a defense, but it rarely, if ever, is it going to be successful. All that's going to do, maybe the IRS uh, would come after the payroll service as well, which is good for payroll services to keep in mind, but no. Um, hiring a provider is good because it's just another person making sure you're doing the right thing, but you cannot pass along that responsibility. It's your company. It's your responsibility to make sure the taxes are paid. So while we suggest doing it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't solve all problems, and you still have to make sure even that the payroll service is doing the right thing. So it's good to obviously keep keep track of what's going on in your company, what's going on in your finances, and making sure everything's being done correctly.
1: Well, um, very, very thought-provoking conversation today with Joshua Nestor. Thanks so much for joining us today. I think we, we covered a lot in a short time, but – if you uh, have more questions that you'd like to have answered, you can reach out to Joshua at LavelleLaw.com or by calling 847 707 We thank him for being here. And I uh, hope to have Joshua back with me again soon and certainly look forward to having you take time to listen to uh, all of our upcoming episodes as well. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at com.